0: This is Adam Holst. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of my podcast where I'm going to be giving just a little bit of a breakdown between the four major sports going on right now. This is a rare time in American sports history where all four major sporting leagues, the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, and the MLB, are all going on at the exact same time. That usually does not happen. It's pretty cool that it is, especially after going all those months without any sports at all because of the pandemic. And now because of that we have all four going on at the same time so yeah kind of cool because that's not something that really ever happens the nhl and the nba are in the later parts of their playoffs the major league baseball is approaching their playoffs soon and the nfl just got their season underway So yeah, that's kind of where those four sports are right now. I'm going to run through each of the four and just give a little breakdown about where we stand right now, throw in some predictions of what I think is going to happen in the future, and yeah, we'll just rotate through all four, and we will start with the NHL. The NHL are currently in their conference finals right now. Over in the West, the Stars have a 3-1 series lead over the Vegas Golden Knights, and in the East, the Tampa Bay Lightning are leading 3-1 over the Islanders. So both the Lightning and the Stars each only need one more win each to make it to the Stanley Cup Finals, while of course the Islanders and the Knights would need to win three in a row to get there. I am a little bit surprised at how this Vegas versus Dallas series went. A little surprised that the Stars are up 3-1 to in that one, because I do think that the Vegas Golden Knights are a better team overall. But I guess the Stars are hot right now, and as we know, in hockey, it's not so much about who the better team is in these playoff series it's usually who's the hotter team and who's the hotter goaltender so right now the stars are hotter they're up three to one they have a really good chance of making the stanley cup finals as do the tampa bay lightning in the east with their exact same three to one lead but unlike the stars night situation i do think that tampa bay is both the better team and the hotter team than the islanders Uh, tampa bay was the best team in hockey this year again as they were last year, before last year, losing in the first round of the playoffs as the one seed. They got swept by the eight seed, and I think that kind of plays into their mentality this year. I think they're on a mission to prove a point this year, that last year that sweep was a fluke, that they are a real deal team, and I think that they are on a mission to prove that that's the case with them. I think they will make it to the Stanley Cup Finals, where they will most likely be playing the Stars, unless Vegas can put a miracle together, and I believe that the Tampa Bay Lightning are going to to win the cup this year they're just so good I think they're better than everybody else right now and again with that mentality of we need to prove that last year was a fluke I think that's going to carry them right to a championship this year so that is my prediction for the Stanley Cup this year it's going to be the lightning based on the current situation that we're in right now but full disclosure my NHL picks were not very good in the NHL preview episode I actually had the Capitals over the Avalanche as my Stanley Cup final so yeah not even close Neither of those two teams even made their conference final matchup. So yeah, way off with my NHL predictions, but I'll make another one right here where we stand. I have the Tampa Bay Lightning bringing home the Stanley Cup. Okay, so now let's move on to the NBA. Like the NHL, the NBA is at the later stages of their playoffs currently. We have our Eastern Conference Final set, which is going to be the Boston Celtics against the Miami Heat. And then out West, the Lakers have already punched their ticket to the Western Conference Finals, and they will play the winner of the Denver Nuggets versus the LA Clippers, whose game seven is Tuesday night. It looked as though the Nuggets were done in this series against the Clippers. They were down three to one. It looked like the Clippers were gonna fairly easily move on and get their matchup with the Lakers, but the Nuggets have battled back. They won the last two in a row to force this Game 7, which I think is going to be a very exciting game. Both of these teams have already shown that they have clutch performance ability. The Clippers have not been necessarily tested in the Game 7 this year. They went six. the Mavs in the last rounds but they do have of course Kawhi Leonard as their team leader and last year he was clutch every step of the way for the Toronto Raptors on their championship run so you know Kawhi Leonard is going to bring it for game seven against the Nuggets and then the Nuggets last round went seven games with the Utah Jazz where they battled back to get a series victory over them the big man Jokic as well as the guard Jamal Murray both played excellent in that game seven they played really good in these two games to get back in it against the Clippers. It feels like everybody's picking the Clippers to win this game and they probably should win this game. But I wouldn't be so sure that the Nuggets aren't going to give them all that they can handle. Because again, they've been in these must-win situations before and they keep getting those wins. So they've proven that they can perform on this kind of a stage. And I think it's going to be a very exciting matchup between these two teams and as much as I really want to fade public opinion and go with the Nuggets who I think are going to give them a hell of a game it is very likely that in the end Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers are going to win this game over the Nuggets and finally get that matchup with the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals which it seems like we've been waiting all year for that matchup the battle for LA for the Western Conference Championship but unfortunately it will not be taking place in the Staples Center in LA it will be taking place in the bubble in Orlando of course, but as I said I think when it's all said and done with this Clippers Nuggets matchup the Nuggets will give them all that they can handle but the Clippers will advance and we will get Lakers versus Clippers in the Western Conference Final where I do think ultimately LeBron James Anthony Davis and the LA Lakers will continue their dominance and win that series against the Clippers or even the Nuggets if the Nuggets do happen to upset the Clippers in that game 7 don't think it'll make a difference I think that the Lakers are clearly the best team right now they were my prediction in our NBA preview to make it to the championship and actually win the championship. So they were my team not only to come out of the West, but to win the whole thing. I don't think anything they've done has changed my opinion on that. They've won both of their playoff series against the Blazers and the Rockets the same way. They lost handily in game one of both of those two series, and then they came back to win the next four in a row to win in five games in both pretty easily in those next four games. So they kind of felt them out. In the first game and lost, got behind 0 1, and then just dominated for four straight games to advance. Now, I'm not so sure that they'd be able to dominate the Clippers in that same way, but I would be surprised if that series went more than six games. The Lakers just look so good right now. LeBron is on a mission right now. Anthony Davis looks next to unstoppable when he gets the ball down low. The Lakers play incredible defense, and they just have size everywhere. They just have big guys at every position position that can defend multiple positions they're great with their perimeter defense anthony davis is a monster down low so again i just don't think anything's happened in these playoffs so far to change my mind that the lakers are going to win it all again this year so i'm sticking with that pick but who will they be playing in the nba finals will it be the miami heat or will it be the boston celtics both of these teams are very deep they have multiple options that they can go to both of these teams play very very good defense. Defense. The Heat, led by Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, have been incredibly good in these playoffs. They're actually eight and one overall after their first two series in the Eastern Conference playoffs. They swept the Pacers in the first rounds, and then they beat the top-seeded Bucks very easily. They beat them four to one. They were actually ahead three to zero before submitting one game and then ultimately knocking them out. So the Heat have been very, very good looking nearly unbeatable in the Eastern Conference right now. Jimmy Butler has been playing the best basketball of his career, in my opinion. He's the leader of that team. They play excellent defense, also led by Jimmy Butler, who's a great defender. Bam Adebayo down low. Guys like Goran Dragic, Tyler Hero, great defenders on the perimeter as well. This is a very complete team. They have a good coach in Eric Spolstra. Nobody in the East has been able to slow them down yet, but will the Celtics be the team who's able to do that led by a great coach of their own in Brad Stevens the Celtics swept the 76ers in the first round of the playoffs which let's be honest the 76ers are a mess they're such a talented team that injuries aside they, like even when they're healthy They can't put it all together, so again, just a mess there in Philadelphia. The Celtics did sweep them, and then in the second round, they were in a real battle. They won a seven-game war with the Toronto Raptors. That series was back and forth, very exciting series to watch, but in Game 7, their stars showed up. Tatum, Brown, Kemba, Smart all played well in that Game 7. They probably won that game even bigger than the score reflects. They kind of dominated. And if it wasn't for some of the turnovers and missed free throws by the Celtics, that game probably would have actually been a blowout in Game 7 over the Raptors. But again, it was a long series, a great series, a war. The Celtics got it done. They showed up when they had to. So yeah, this Celtics-Heat series should be a good one. Two great defensive teams, two deep teams, two well-coached teams. But when it's all said and done, I'm going to go with the team who has looked nearly unstoppable in the East, and that is the Miami Heat, led by Jimmy Butler and company I think they are going to get it done I'm taking the heat in six for this series and to advance to the NBA finals to take on the Lakers that is my prediction as I said before I do think that the Lakers are going to win the finals so Lakers overheat and if you did listen to my NBA preview episode a few weeks back my prediction for the NBA finals was exactly that I had Lakers overheat before the playoffs started and now that we're nearing these conference finals finals both of those teams still alive both of those teams playing great so i have that same prediction going that i had before the playoffs which is lakers overheat in the finals again if you did listen to that nba preview episode i had the heat to win the east at plus 1000 so yeah that's a great value bet 10 to 1 on your money that is still alive right now and looking good right now if you played that with us we're looking to cash in a nice ticket a 10 to 1 cash in is always a great thing but this is a situation where if interested you could hedge that bet so just to give an example of how this could be hedged you could either let it ride at 10 to 1 or the hedge situation could be something like this let's say you bet and you had that future of heat winning the east with me and you put a hundred dollars on it at 10 to 1 so that would be a hundred to win one thousand. now that this series is set with the celtics you could do something like you put 500 dollars on the celtics to win this series at minus 134 and if you do that that would mean that if the heat win the series your profit would be right about $500 if the Celtics win the series your profit would be right around $300 so what that hedge would do would lock in and guarantee that you make a profit on that future bet for the heat it still gives you some rooting interest in the heat as well because you would make more money if the heat won that series if you still do believe that the heat are going to win it but if the heat do not you don't lose that future bet you would actually still profit because you had a bet on the other side for the Celtics So yeah, that's just kind of how a hedge would work. You are guaranteeing yourself that you would be making a profit on a future bet, but you would be making less profit than you would have made if you just let it ride. So that's just personal opinion. A lot of people do like to lock in their profits. Some people like to gamble and go all or nothing. Completely a personal choice. I do think that the Heat are going to win this series. And one more time, I have the Lakers over the Heat in the NBA Finals. Okay, so with that, let's move on to Major League Baseball. The baseball regular season is currently about three quarters of the way done maybe a little bit more each team has about 10 to 15 regular season games remaining before we get to the postseason which remember is an expanded postseason this year there are going to be eight teams making the playoffs from the AL and from the NL so 16 total the top two teams from each division will make the playoffs as well as two additional card teams for the American League currently the seeding from one to 8 would be White Sox 1, Rays 2, A's 3. Twins 4, Blue Jays 5, Astros 6, Indians 7, Yankees 8. Because of the way the seeding looks and the teams contending for those wild cards, I do think that these eight teams are going to be your eight playoff teams for the AL. I don't see any of the teams chasing being good enough to take a spot from any of the eight teams that are already in. So the seedings may change, but I do think those are going to be the eight teams from the AL. If you listen to our MLB preview episode before the league started their season this year we actually had seven of those eight AL teams getting in the only one we missed is we had the Angels instead of the Blue Jays so seven out of eight in the AL predicted is not bad again there's still 10 to 15 games left and it could change but I do think that these are going to be your eight AL teams because the teams chasing I just don't think are very good now moving over to the National League we have the Dodgers first, Braves two, Cubs three, Padres four, Marlins five, Cardinals six, Phillies seven, and the Giants eight. I mean, right off the bat, the two big surprises there for me are the Giants and the Marlins. Those are two teams that most people thought would be towards the bottom of the league, myself included. I didn't think those teams were any good, but they are currently holding playoff spots. So good, strong seasons out of the Marlins and the Giants. Those were the two that I missed in my projected fields, I had the Mets and the Reds getting in over those two teams. Unlike the American League, I do think that the National League could change still in this last quarter of the season. There's a lot of teams very close in the standings, so I do think that this one could still get shuffled up. The four teams on the outside looking in that still have a pretty good shot to make a run and possibly grab a playoff spot are the Mets, the Brewers, the Reds, and the Rockies. So again, I think the eight teams in the AL are pretty much set as the teams that are gonna make the playoffs, though the seeding could change. Well, I think that the story of the National League is not finished this year, and we're just gonna have to see how that one plays out. I don't want to get too much further into baseball right now, with still about a quarter of a regular season left to play before the playoffs. But I do want to mention that once the playoff field is officially set, I will be having a podcast episode with some breakdown of the MLB postseason, my predictions. And when that time comes, we'll definitely get that episode out there. So with that, let's move to our fourth and final sport. And that is, of course, the NFL. NFL week one finally here we have completed our first Sunday and Thursday of the NFL season I'm recording this on a Monday morning so we have not gotten to the two Monday night games yet which are the Steelers versus the Giants and the Broncos versus the Titans but besides those two games four teams we have seen everything that has happened in week one week one of the NFL is the ultimate overreaction week of any sport in the NFL NFL when your team wins on week one you feel like you're going to the Super Bowl And when your team loses on week one, you just kind of think, oh boy, this is going to be a long season. And if I'm being honest, that's exactly how I'm feeling about my Dallas Cowboys right now. An extremely disappointing loss on Sunday night of week one against the Rams. The Cowboys had every opportunity to win that game. They didn't get it done. It felt like the same story as last year, where last year the Cowboys were one in six in games that were decided by one possession, another one possession game last night, Cowboys again didn't get it done, unfortunately for Dak Prescott, this is becoming the narrative to this point in his career, he plays great, he beats up on the bad teams, but then in big situations against middle of the road and better teams in the NFL, he just simply doesn't get it done, again week one this year, Rams, Sunday night, same situation that we saw a bunch last year with the Cowboys, they had the ball in a one possession game, they need a drive to either tie it or win it, and they do not get it done. So for me right now, as a Cowboys fan, after week one, the way I'm feeling is... New year, same story, same Cowboys as last year. Extremely disappointing, extremely frustrating. Really hope that Dak Prescott and the Cowboys can turn it around and change that narrative. I hope they start proving me wrong as soon as next week. But again, I am not happy right now with the way the Cowboys performed last night. New year, same story. But okay, I'm done for now talking about how disappointed I am in the Dallas Cowboys. Let's move on to the rest of the week one Sunday NFL slate. I'm gonna kinda really quickly go game by game and just give my quick takeaway and maybe a little what we learned from each game not going to get into a real deep analysis of each game but again each game quickly one by one just kind of what we learned about game one starting with Thursday night's game surprise surprise the Chiefs are still really really good and I think the biggest thing we can take away from the Chiefs there is that rookie running back that they drafted in the first round Clyde Edwards-Alaire he was so hyped up ever since that pick and he lived up to it. He had a huge game, so the hype train for Edwards Alaire is real, and that makes the Chiefs an even more dangerous team than they were last year when they won the Super Bowl. On the other side, the Texans, despite having an incredible quarterback in Deshaun Watson, I think their team is shaky at best. Moving on to Sunday, we'll start with the Bills and Jets game, and that game pretty much confirmed what I thought all along. If you listen to my AFC preview episode, I would said I think that the Bills are the second best team in the AFC, and a complete team in a real contender this year and i said that the jets are an absolute disaster i think this game showed exactly that the bills absolutely dominated the jets all game as i thought they would next we had the seahawks defeating the falcons in my nfc preview episode i did say that i'm high on the seahawks this year i'm always high on russell wilson so they did not disappoint in this game as for the falcons they looked okay but i think just like last year they're overrated again this year I don't like them. I said that I don't like him in my preview episode, but for some reason, a lot of people do. Again, I just think the Falcons are an overrated team the Bears versus Lions game ended up being a really exciting game Mitchell Trubisky of all people stormed back in the fourth quarter with three touchdowns to beat the Lions the Bears are my pick to win the NFC North this year so getting a win week one is good for them and as for the Lions it's just same old Lions just like last year just like most years they always just find ways to lose they should have won this one even after letting the Bears take the lead they went all the way down the field they threw a pass into the end zone that would have been the touchdown to win the game but of course the receiver dropped it so same old lions they find ways to lose they always disappoint In the other NFC North game, the Packers beat the Vikings in a surprise shootout game. I thought this would be a lower scoring game, but these two teams went up and down the field on each other with the Packers coming out over the Vikings in that battle. The Vikings did look pretty good in that game. Maybe their defense wasn't as good as it should have been, but I think overall the biggest takeaway from that game is that Aaron Rodgers is going to be on a mission this year to prove that he still got it after the Packers drafted a quarterback in the first round of this draft. So Aaron Rodgers might be a very dangerous quarterback all year if he's out to prove a point. Next, we had the Jaguars coming out with a surprise victory over the Colts. If you listen to my AFC preview episode, I am down on the Colts this year because of quarterback Phillip Rivers. I said, and I still do, like everything about this Colts team except the quarterback, and it's very hard to get behind the team fully if you can't get behind the quarterback. I'm not a Phillip Rivers believer, and blowing this game week one against the Jaguars, Jaguars, who are definitely the worst roster in the NFL, just goes to show that Phillip Rivers is a hard guy to trust. So nice victory there for Gardner Minshew and the Jaguars. They might not get many of them this season, but they did start out with one. Next, we had the Baltimore Ravens picking right up where they left off from last year, where they were the best team in the regular season. They completely dominate the Browns in this one and just steamroll right through them. Again, I am down on the Browns this year. I don't believe in Baker Mayfield. I actually Pick the Browns under on their win total this year. They start off with a very ugly loss against a good Ravens team. I'm not as high on the Ravens as most people are, but there's no denying that this is a very good football team another team that a lot of people seem to be high on this year is the philadelphia eagles i am not high on them at all i do not think they are a very good team and i think that was displayed this week when they blew it against washington they were up 17 to 0 and then allowed washington to score 27 street points to win that game 27 to 17 i don't think either of these teams are going to be particularly good this year but definitely a disappointing start for the philadelphia eagles and a promising start for washington this is a young team young quarterback Dwayne Haskins a lot of the skill position guys they have are very young they have a brand new head coach they have two really good pass rushers so again I don't think Washington's going to be particularly good this year but they may be heading in the right direction with this young core and getting a win week one is definitely going to give them some confidence and maybe they'll be a little bit better and a little bit ahead of schedule than I had thought. In the next game, the Las Vegas Raiders outlasted the Carolina Panthers in kind of a high-scoring back-and-forth game. The new-look Panthers with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback, Matt Rule as head coach. They come up short in week one against the Raiders, led by young star running back Josh Jacobs, who put up three touchdowns in this game. I think the biggest takeaway from this game is that both the Panthers and Raiders defenses are really bad. I don't think either of these teams are going to be very good this year but that was a very high scoring affair because of the two really bad defenses at play there. Now opposite of that is this next game where both defenses actually played very well, and that is the Patriots and the Dolphins. The new additions to this Dolphins defense actually looked really good in this game. They played very well. This was a low scoring game in which Cam Newton and the Patriots, the much anticipated first start for Cam Newton, went well for him. As he ran the ball for 15 times, he had a rushing touchdown down and ultimately got the victory over the Dolphins. I think what this game tells us is that the Dolphins are much improved, but still not quite there yet. The defense is good. The offense still has a lot of question marks. And as for the Patriots, it looks like if Cam Newton can hold up this year, he should get better as the year goes on. And maybe the Patriots are still a contender after all, when I didn't really think that they were. So yeah, Cam Newton gets it done. The guy he replaced, of course, Tom Brady who went to Tampa Bay in his much-anticipated first start with Bruce Arians for the Buccaneers. Brady did not get it done. The game did not go the way that he would want it to. He turned the ball over twice and ultimately lost the game to Drew Brees and the Saints. Look, I think that the Saints looked as advertised. There's high expectations on the Saints again this year as it feels like there is every year. They've come up short time after time, year after year for one reason or another. Look, no more excuses for Drew Brees and the Saints. His career is running short, and if he wants to win another Super Bowl, it might have to be this year. On the other side with the Bucs, I think it's going to be a work in progress for Brady. These are all new pieces that he's never worked with before. I think that the Bucs will be a team that gets better as the year goes on, but in this one, they did not get it done against the division favorite, New Orleans Saints. Another team that did not get it done this week is the San Francisco 49 who shockingly lost to Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals are a team that I really like this year. I picked them to go over their win total. There's just so much talent on that team and if it can all come together a little bit ahead of schedule, I think they can be a very dangerous team this year and maybe a little bit of a sleeper. A team that can definitely upset some of the better teams like they did week one against the 49ers who of course went to the Super Bowl last year. They won the NFC. They're one of the favorites to possibly do that again but with bad play by quarterback jimmy garoppolo They could not get it done this week against young Kyler Murray and the up-and-coming Arizona Cardinals. The final game on this Sunday slate that we will be getting to now was another highly anticipated start, and that was Joe Burrow. First overall pick, his first start for the Cincinnati Bengals. Unfortunately for him, he came up just short against the Chargers. This was an ugly game. Neither team looked particularly good, neither team could get all that much going. Ultimately, the Chargers did come way with the three point victory to Joe Burrow's credit he hung in that game and he actually marched the Bengals down the field for a possible game tying field goal at the end of regulation but their kicker completely missed it so unfortunately for Burrow he doesn't get overtime and does not get a victory in his first game in the NFL so that wraps up and touches on all 16 games of week one but let's stick with Joe Burrow for a second and look ahead to this Thursday night showdown this week which is going to be between the Bengals and the Browns to be honest I think this is a very ugly game I think it's going to be two teams who I don't think are very good at all Baker Mayfield and the Browns offense has looked lost for a little while now maybe against this below average borderline bad Bengals defense they can finally get something going the Browns defense has been pretty good over the last year or so so they should give Joe Burrow some problems look I do think that the Browns should win this game and I think that they will win this game but I definitely don't think it's a lock with how bad the Browns looked getting steamrolled in week one by the Ravens but again if I had to make a prediction I would think that the Browns would win but in terms of a betting angle I think your best play here for this game is going to be the under under 44.5 I don't see a ton of scoring in this game I think it's just going to be an ugly sloppy game between two teams that I do not find to be very particularly good this year. Okay, so that is our rundown for week one of the NFL season and what we kind of learned a little bit about each matchup and each team. That also concludes our four-sport outlook for this episode of the podcast. As for next week's episode, we will definitely be talking more about the NFL. We will be talking about the NFL, if not every week of the season, just about every week of the season. But also next week, We do want to talk a little bit about the UFC as well. It will be a preview to UFC 253, headlined by the much anticipated matchup between Paulo Costa and Israel Adesanya for the belt there. Two undefeated fighters going at it. We're going to do a preview of that pay-per-view and of that main event. In the meantime, until then, make sure you follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. That's at Adam Hulse Sports. That's the handle for both of them. On our Twitter, we give a lot of extra betting plays, information, and news. So if you want to be a part of all of our plays for this Sunday, definitely check us out on Twitter. Again, that's at Adam Hulse Sports. I hope you follow me there. I hope you tune back in next week for the next episode. Until then, this has been Adam Hulse. Thanks for tuning in.